This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Rita Cosby Show. All I have to say is, thank goodness that a judge... A federal one has some common sense because in the last few hours tonight, some big news that the Biden administration gets another blow and a federal judge has decided to keep Title 42 in place for now on the U.S. southern border. So tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show, I want to get your take on all of this. I am elated. I think it's, first of all, the right decision I have been so worried about our wide open border. We've talked about it here on the show. And there are so many major security issues with our southern border. And the way that this administration has handled it, it's like they just want us to believe that there's no problem here, no issues here. You know, you can't believe your eyes. I I mean, it's been incredible. And we still don't know tonight (laughs) if indeed the administration may appeal this. I bet they probably will. So there is a chance that come Monday, which is when it was supposed to be lifted because the Biden administration was pushing to get it lifted because they want to get more people crossing our borders as if we don't have enough chaos there. Well, the Biden administration still could appeal it and potentially even as early as Monday it still could get lifted if maybe the Supreme Court, if other justices come in. There's a lot of different issues. It's unlikely. But the good news is, for now, a federal judge has said, uh, 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 uh. And also, if they look at the decision, it was so fascinating to me. Because in the decision, the judge clearly looked at what they saw as basically security threats and concerns to this country. And the fact that plaintiffs were saying, essentially, guess what? We could see as much as three times the amount of illegal immigrant encounters. That doesn't even include the gotaways at the U.S. southern border. It's like, are you kidding me? Border workers are already overrun. They're exhausted. They're frustrated. And then you're going to say, well, we'll just triple the numbers. Don't worry about it. To me, this is so outrageous and shocking. And tonight, I want to hear your thoughts About this decision from the federal judge, do you think it'll stand? Do you think the Biden administration is going to appeal? And what do you think this means for political issues in terms of November? The other thing we're going to talk about is, speaking of November, Nancy Pelosi actually said today that she thinks the Democrats will keep the House. I thought, boy, whatever she's taken, that's good stuff. Because she's obviously a bit delusional. She seemed to be extremely confident, extremely cocky, and said, no, we're going to keep the House. Uh, Are there people out there that are going, gosh, I really want more of what we've been seeing in the last year or so. Please, can we have some more? What are you, a sadomasochist or something? 
I want to take your calls, everybody. It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Congressman John Katko talking about the situation at the border overall. It is, it, it is a stunning dereliction of duty by the president and this administration. And that's coming from the mouth of me, who is one of the most bipartisan members in all of Congress. Uh, the, the border is wide open. With the number of people flying across this border with record numbers, it's allowing the cartels to make so much money, like I said, but it's also creating the perfect diversion. So all the people are come, all the agents are coming off the border to deal with the individuals coming in in an influx. And this is before Title 42 is revoked, which it's going to get much worse. And that is before Title 42. So now we know that Title 42 is at least going to stay in place short term. What do you think, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I think this is a great day. It's a great day for security. It's a great day for so many issues. And I think it's a great day for, most importantly, American security because I think there was a lot of jeopardy and a lot of problems tied to that prior to this moment. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Daniel Patrick, who says that he believes the Democrats have what he thinks is a master plan. America wants their country back, Dana. America wants a secure border where drugs and criminals don't cross. America wants to do something as simple as being able to afford gas in their tank. America wants to be able to buy baby formula, as you just talked about. America wants a president who looks like a leader and does not stumble through every speech and turn around and and shake hands of people who, who don't stand there. America wants their country back. And what you're seeing, Dana, whether it's the border or it's inflation, go through the list. This administration and this Democrat Party has failed everywhere. We have criminals, Dana, running our streets. We have government organizations that used to defend us. Uh, now they attack us. We have parents told that the government should educate their children and not them. Uh, America wants their country back, and the border is a major part of this issue. The border is a major issue. You just saw it. It is a disaster. It is a true, true disaster. Can you imagine last month, by the way, in April, there were 234,000 thousand encounters. It was a historic high. And then the month before that, in March, it was 220,000. So 234 in April, 220 in March. And they were predicting it could be potentially more than double that number. Can you imagine that if it got to the point where it was like 500,000 plus Migrant encounters, not even including the one or 200,000 godaways that they estimate, that would be catastrophic. But the Biden administration was all set for that. They said, no problem, no issues here. We're able to handle it. And they actually were pushing to lift Title 42. And as of the last few hours, they may still be pushing it. Probably likely they will. At the same time, they're asking for coronavirus funding in Congress. Doesn't that seem a little fishy to you? They're asking for big bucks 
for coronavirus funding. They're looking, you know, to even in some places do mask mandates again. And then yet on the border, suddenly, miraculously, shazam, there is no COVID. That to me is outrageous. It is stunning. And to me, that is a huge, huge issue. Take a listen, because this is Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, who testified that, you know what, everything is fine on the border. There's no problem. Remember this? This is what we do. We know how to do it. We have dealt with surges in the past. And the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security will succeed. Uh, When I say it takes time, I mean it because we're dealing with a dismantled system. And we did not have the ordinary, um, safe and just transition from one administration to another. But we are still in the midst of the pandemic. There is central uh, CDC controls in place and Border Patrol agents are focused on operations, on securing the border, on addressing the needs of vulnerable children. We are not focused on ride-alongs right now. We are not focused on ride-alongs right now. Everything is fine. We're doing an effective job. Trust us. No problem. So where do you see this going tonight? And do you think the Biden administration is going to appeal this, that they're going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting because they are damned and determined to make sure that that border continues to be wide open. And it's already been pretty much wide open, even with Title 42. Can you imagine when the floodgates really open? And that was expected to happen on Monday. Now, it still could happen Monday. Highly unlikely. It's probably going to go for a few weeks. But we'll have to see where this goes. We're going to take your calls when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And I am strolling and happy that a judge made the same decision just a few hours ago. It's huge news. Everybody was breaking in and a judge decided short term to not allow the Biden administration to lift Title 42 at the border. That was that health care sort of asylum provision that President Trump put in place that remained under the Biden administration. They've been fighting a tooth and nail. And a judge came down just a few hours ago and said, guess what? You're going to have to keep it in place, everybody. It is too big of a risk to national security. You haven't presented basically a plan that would show what you would do if the numbers tripled, because there's a potential that they could triple voluminously. So given all of those dynamics, they said it is not good for the United States to lift it right now unless you have some clear, coherent plan of how you're going to be able to protect our borders and handle with just a few border agents and a whole heck of a lot of illegal immigrants. Other than that, it's going to stay in place because what we're seeing from you ain't that good. So because of all of that, they put it together and they said, well, you know what? Short term, there will be an injunction. And now there's supposed to be a hearing and it's going to be fascinating to see where this goes. And I think on one hand, This is a gift for the Democrats. I say that to you because I think had those images happened where we would have seen 
massive lines of illegal immigrants like we saw under the Del Rio Bridge. Remember when all those Haitians were under the Del Rio Bridge or the caravans that we saw even all the way back, like, say, like 2016? If we saw those images, I think it would have been so detrimental to the Democrats and people would have gone, what the heck is going on? Although the numbers are so bad right now and the fact that they continue to push and want it to happen, it sounds like still. And will they actually do an appeal? All of these things, I think, just to me, there's something so unseemly. It is a dereliction of duty. The president's first responsibility is to protect the homeland. And I just don't see this president doing it by lifting Title 42 or at least trying to. I think it is an outright just it, it is so crazy that at a time where we're so worried about everything going on in Ukraine's borders, we got our border, too. That's a huge issue, too. There's a war going on down there, a war on drugs, a war with the cartel, fentanyl. There are so many issues, and I want to get your thoughts on all this tonight, everybody. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy on line one. Jimmy, your thoughts about all this? Well, any time the left has a setback, like this judge ruling, it might be considered a setback. To the Marxists, to the communists, whatever you call them, it's only a temporary setback. Let me give you an example here. The World Council of Churches in the past said America's military buildup is a sin. So the World Council of Churches, our military is a sin. The World Peace Council says our military is a threat to world peace. In the past, the World Health Organization says our, our military and our energy sector is a threat to world health. So you have these major global institutions with a lot of influence, including the U.N., working against America, working against the free market, working against our democratic country. They view us as a threat because we stand in the way, at least until Obama, until Biden got in, we stand in the way of the globalist and the communist, communist and internationalist, internationalist, globalist, working for world government. This is, you know, we, we are in such trouble here, and I hear people on the radio, people on TV, spokespeople, conservatives say that our enemies are watching and they see we're weak. The enemy knows we're weak. They've been building this for years. It's not like there's an internal enemy here separate from the world movement. It's a world movement. They helped topple Trump and got Biden in. So what Biden's doing, it's not just Biden. All the generals and admirals who denounce Trump, U.S. intelligence agencies denounce Trump. So if you weaken Trump, you get Biden. So it's not just Biden. It was a movement that put him in place. One more thing, a sentence here. This is from the Communist China's publication. I have a lot of enemy publications. The state always pays close attention to training cadres from among people of minority nationalities. They're talking about China. So as they're doing genocide against the Tibetans, they're bragging here how they built 10,000 a year cadres among the Tibetans. So at the same time they're killing people, they're converting people through brainwashing them the way our schools are being brainwashing kids. The trouble here is a serious trouble. The movement that's attacking America from within is the same movement attacking Ukraine. That movement murdered 150 million people. I know it's hard to believe. I know it's hard to believe. For 34 years I'm on the radio saying this. I know what people thought of me, some people. But but, and by I the way, Jimmy, we get we get a lot of callers who love hearing your thoughts, too. So so let me ask you, put, you put a lot out there on the table, my friend. 
Where do you see this going? We have to win this election. We have to crush the Democrats. And then we should work with the good Democrats to clear the radicals out of their party. And we clear the crazies out of our party, the Romneys, the Liz Cheney's. Because the globalist movement working with the communist movement, it's almost unbeatable. We are being crushed by that movement the same way the Ukrainians are. It's a joint movement. And yet, because the, com- the people in America trying to destroy America, they're publicly supporting Ukraine. That creates confusion, because how could they be the enemy? How could Soros be the enemy because he supports Ukraine against Russia? This is... The communists, one thing they are, they're bad, they're evil, but they're very smart. They have the Institute for the Study of the USA. They have foundations. Their best think tanks study America. They know our history. They know our psychology. They work to change our psychology. They work to change our history. They talk about changing. They write in the American Communist Press talking about changing mass thought patterns. Who talks about changing mass thought patterns? The Soviets write about changing the psychology, the the mass psychology of Muslims. So if you change the mass psychology of Muslims to attack America, you work through the religion. In America, they work through our religions. That's By the way, now let me ask you, you got a lot out there, Jimmy, all right, because it's Friday night and I love you. Um, What about the border? Because now we know that Title 42, at least for now, is going to stay in place. That's a good thing because I've been extremely concerned about them lifting Title 42. Is scheduled to be lifted on Monday, Jim. Yeah, well, I hope they close the border. You know, by, by letting the border be open, that's enticing people to come here. I'd come here, too, from anywhere else. But you entice people to come here. But with that, look, I know a lot of these illegal aliens here. They're some of the best workers and best people I know, good, devout Christians. But the part that comes in that's involved in crime and drugs, and just the fact that it's going to overwhelm the system. What happens if two million illegal aliens show up on voting day and they demand to be registered when you have same-day registration and same-day voting? We're going to have turmoil. We could go through a period where we have no sitting president. Well, and, and by the way, and Jim, and Jim, you got, there's a lot there, but I will at least hit on the point you talk about money because I was reading that it is costing now, it's about $4 billion a year to protect our border, as is right now. This is not even with the lifting of Title 42. And then in the past, it was about uh, 40, 400 million. So 4 billion compared to past 400 million. I'm talking about border protection, a lot of the other things that they were doing. It just goes to show how overloaded and how chaotic it is. And to your point, how much all of us are paying for it, because that's taxpayer money. And that, I think, uh, to your point, is very much mismanagement. And it is a philosophy. I agree with you because they seem there's no other explanation as to why they're pushing for this. Jim, always great to get your thoughts. Let's go to Robert online, too. Robert, your thoughts. Hello. Yeah, Robert, what do you think? What do you think about the open border and the fact that now Title 42 is going to stay in place at least short term? Horrible. We need a moratorium on immigration for at least five years. That's what we need. But they we just, by the way, the Robert, Robert, years. they just ruled that at least they're keeping that restriction. The judge is saying Biden administration, you can't lift it. So it sounds like you would think that that's good news, right? Excellent. I love it. You know, I love it. This is something terrible. We would let that board open. It was going to happen. Something terrible. But we have no apartments in New York City. Everything is crampy. The rent goes high, you know, too high. Every single, every single month, the rent is going too high. It's because we get 
a lot of people. We don't have a space for these people anymore. That's it. We don't have to bring more people anymore. We've got to close the border. Yeah, I agree. It is a mess. Thank you very much. Let's go to Debbie on line six. Debbie, your thoughts. Hi. Um, I'm so excited about this judge keeping the Title 42 in. I give a great big hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And anyway, so I hope she makes it permanent. Yeah, so you're celebrating tonight, Deb. You're, you're, yeah, I, yeah. And listen, I think it's a great decision because the fact that the Biden administration thinks it's okay to lift it to me is nuts. Don't you think it's absolutely insanity? Yeah. So wait, now, what concerns you the most about the border? Real quick, Deb. Um, I hope when they used to bring the people in by planes and um and, and buses and they sneak them in here, I um that makes me nervous because if I want to go into a favorite store that I like, what if some man tries to touch me the wrong way and and. Well, and by the way, you want to make sure we know where they're going, too. You bring up a lot of points, Deb. We'll continue with your calls. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a powerful story coming from Atlanta, Georgia, where an Atlanta police officer was reunited with the baby boy that he saved with CPR. The officer recalls the moments that he worked to save a four-month-old baby by administering CPR after the infant became unresponsive. An Atlanta SWAT officer was just reunited with the four-month-old boy who he saved with his quick thinking and CPR training. The officer was patrolling when he saw a vehicle driving with its hazard lights on and the the horn was blaring loudly. Now, the officer followed the vehicle to the fire station where it parked, and a woman jumped out and flagged down the officer. The female ran to the officer holding the infant, saying the child was not breathing, and Officer Odin began checking the child's pulse. Unable to find one, he began administering CPR until EMS arrived. Those critical moments, everyone believes, saved the young boy's life. Since this rescue, the little boy has been in the hospital under the care of doctors, And officials say that the officer has been checking in on him since that day and has even gone to the hospital to visit him. Atlanta police said, if you ask most officers, they'll tell you that they see many things on 911 calls, but nothing impacts them or touches their heart quite like an incident involving a child. Officials are asking all to continue to pray for the family and, of course, for the little baby boy. And thank goodness he is alive thanks to this quick thinking officer, and they do so much to protect all of us. And that's why we're talking a lot about the border tonight, because big decision by the judge, basically keeping Title 42 in place, that would have lifted basically that asylum provision. Um, and essentially it was a health provision put in by President Trump, 
carried over by President Biden, but they've been trying to lift it because they want to get as many people into this country as possible. They don't seem to care about vetting or any of these things. Debbie was reminding us about the secret flights into the middle of the night that go into Westchester and Newark and all these other places. And now many people are relieved that at least short term Title 42 is in place. This is former ICE Director Tom Homan talking about how catastrophic the situation is at the border. Take a listen. I've talked to several chief patrol agents. They all say the same thing. United States of America, United States Border Patrol, has lost operational control of our southern border. They can't contain what they have now. When they lift Title 42, it's going to be worse. For the first time in this nation's history, at least for the 35 years I've done this job, we have lost operational control of the border under President Biden and under President Trump. We had the most secure border in my lifetime. And he, the President Biden came into office and destroyed it, which is causing the crime, the murders, the overdose deaths, the, the drug trafficking, the, traffic, the trafficking of women and children, sex trafficking. This, this president has done harm to the United States. He's done harm to the security of the United States, especially from national security issue. And he believes that this president really has put the values of America on the backseat. Here's a little more from Tom Homan. The most treacherous territory is where the, the, the convicted criminals and the drug dealers try to move their drugs because it's harder to apprehend them. It, it, you know, only with the use of a drone can you even see them coming. So, yeah, you, you're going to see you're going to see populations across the entire southwest border. Every sector is going to see an increase because the cartels going to spread their they're madness out, right? They're going to send large groups to a certain area, knowing Border Patrol is going to surge resources there, and that's when they're going to move the drugs and, and the convicted criminals, the pedophiles. This, again, this is it's a worst-case scenario. This administration has sold out our national security. This administration has sold out our national security, according to Tom Homan. What are your thoughts, and are you concerned that the Biden administration is going to keep pushing and pushing the fact that they're fighting, isn't that amazing? At the same time that they're asking for COVID funds in Congress, they want to lift this health provision that was blocking people out at the border. So I guess there's no issue with COVID. There's no health concerns, no drug concerns at the border. No problem there. I mean, to me, this is so astounding. one 800 848 one 800 one 800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice on line five from Cincinnati. Go ahead, Alice. Hi, Rita. This is scary. I was so happy to hear that uh, the judge did what he did. What I do think Biden is going to make an appeal. If they go to the Ninth Circuit in California, they may win, but then they can make an appeal to the Supreme Court. This administration is doing everything they can to strip us of our sovereignty and our identity. He wants to turn over part of our health care to the WHO. Uh, He wants to send our criminals to be tried in the international court in The Hague. They're breaking us down. The idiot who who spoke at the beginning of your program didn't even sound like he believed what he was saying. He said everything is fine. The cartels are... Are running everything. We yeah, you know, and you know who that was? Job. That was um, Alejandro Mayorkas, who you're quoting, because uh, that's, of course, the Department of Homeland Security secretary under Biden. And you're right. He, it's like, what is he looking at that way we, that we're looking at? Uh, I mean, is he looking at the same border that the rest of America is looking at? Rita, 
the people that are in place in this administration have no background in what they're doing. They are they were chosen because they're the first fill in the blank to have that job. And it's scary. It's absolutely scary. They're the gang who couldn't suit, uh, shoot straight. And yes, I, I love hearing Jimmy's calls. I learned from him and I also agree with him. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I love Jimmy's calls. I love your calls too, Alice. Thank you very much. Let's go to Eileen on line eight. Eileen, your thoughts about all of this and Title 42 staying in place for now. Hey, Rita, how you doing? I'm sitting here with a mouthful of Orgel. I've been having very bad toothaches. I cannot see my dentist. Oh, my gosh. Why can't you see? By the way, I'm getting a headache thinking about Title 42. But tell why why can't you go to your dentist? Because he has no room. Plus, my jaws are hurting and my, my head. But I'm using Orgel and ice packs. Oh, my God. Well, try to get through the pain. Uh, and so what do you think of the border? What's going on, Eileen, with that? Where, and what do you think through all the pain you're dealing with? I'm pained to hear what's going on at the border. Child, that's my point. Those people are being in let free illegals being, bringing their drugs and bugs in. And they're getting all free health care. My health plan doesn't pay for endodontics. It just pays for the screening, the um, x-rays, and the cleaning. It doesn't pay. I'm going to have to have a few tooth pulled out and probably replaced. Now, that's an interesting point, Eileen, because as you're saying, your coverage doesn't cover you as an American citizen. And you're right. They're getting, like, free health care. They're getting free housing. In many cases, they're getting a free cell phone when they come in. They're getting basically a free pass on so many different directions. Um, and I was just saying that they were saying that it's costing now, it's about $4 billion a year to make sure that they're maintaining everything at the border. It used to cost about $400 million. So clearly prices have escalated. And can you imagine they were planning on tripling the number basically starting on Monday? And just like you said, who's paying for it? And why are we not getting free health care? And why are we not getting free housing and free cell phones? I'd love some of that free stuff. I'm sure all of us would. I mean, to me, you hit it right on. And Eileen, also, I hope that you feel better with your tooth and everything else. I'm so glad you called in, and I do hope you feel better soon. Let's go to JC, line five from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, JC. You know what's going on here, Rita. You know, the... The Biden administration is linear. They can only do one thing at a time, and they do it bad. And it's the world is a multi-complex uh, uh, set of problems. They can't they can't do anything. Nothing's going to happen at the border until the Dems are out. Okay, you know that. Uh, and the, Jimmy Jimmy is right on. And this woman just two two um, calls ago, she said losing the sovereignty. What a lot of people do not know is. Biden behind everybody's back without any kind of publicity. He signed the treaty. They signed the treaty with the United Nations, which in two days, uh, the 22nd, they are signing up all our medical rights to the WHO. So the the to the WHO band or the WHO, the World Health Organization. (laughs) They signed it over to the United Nations 
um, World Health Alliance, which is the governing body of the WHO. Of course. And, and by the way, by the way, I, I'm joking with you because it's you're absolutely right, which is so amazing because the WHO under Tadros did such a good job with coronavirus. Don't you think, J.C.? Yeah, and you know what? They're setting us up now because, you you know, now they're talking about the mon- mon- uh, monkeypox. And all of these, these globalists talk about the next pandemic, the next, next pandemic. And you know what? They're setting us up because now the WHO is in charge. So if the WHO decides America has to wear masks or who, the WHO decides America has to lock down, they're in charge. We're not in charge anymore. They just gave – they're giving away our sovereignty. Yeah, I think it's outrageous. JC, you hit a, you hit a great point because I saw that when it came out that indeed, uh, there are discussions at least of giving some of the authority to the WHO. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? These guys have been so lackluster. They did nothing when it came down to the, you know, the coronavirus and the origins of it. They never put any pressure on China. Um, turned a blind eye. Um, and we're supposed to now give up. Why would we give up any sense of our sovereignty and decision making on our health to a group like that? Uh, to anybody, quite frankly, they, you know, it's our right. And certainly I wouldn't want the WHO. I'd rather have a, a second grader that I pulled out of kindergarten to do it than the WHO. That's how much faith I have in them. Uh, JC, thank you very much. Let's go to BJ, line eight. BJ, your thoughts. Tom Holman is a patriot. He's been sounding the clarion call for years. And uh, our southern border is collapsing with uh, this uh, diaspora uh, from all over the world, not just from the triangle countries of human trafficking, of fentanyl and of uh, the cartels. It has bled into our major metropolitan cities. Uh, I'm a resident of uh, AOC Queens, and I see it. It looks like something out of a Steinbeck novel. We have illegal immigrant homeless all over the place. They, uh, uh, there's no assimilation or no attempt at assimilation. They simply dump them on our streets. Uh, there are stores that have been closed uh, in Jackson Heights, big retail ch- uh, chains that have been closed while the homeless have taken over them. And uh, this uh, administration from the top down uh, says uh, gaslights you whenever you bring this topic up. You know, this gentleman, Mayorkas, this is an interesting gentleman. He gave a big speech uh, to the, the southern border and the, uh, the customs folks, and he said, we are a nation of immigrants. No, Mr. Mayorkas, we are a nation of citizens. Immigrants can make a contribution, and hopefully they can aspire to be citizens. But we are a nation of citizens. And that is a major fundamental shift in understanding of what this country is about, in my humble opinion. No, you bring up some great points, BJ. You're absolutely right, because you're right. It's like uh, they are putting them on equal par with people who have done the work to become American citizens. And they don't seem concerned. I mean, one of the most frightening parts, um, and it was during a similar hearing with Mayorkas, where they asked him, hey, where do you think these 42 people that are on the terrorist watch list are that apparently came into the country? And he's like, well, I'm not really sure. I, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, if you're on the terrorist watch list, you have to have done some pretty bad things. You're a pretty bad hombre. And so you're on the terrorist watch list with the worst of the worst, and they don't even know where they are. Like, where are they roaming in our country? And he didn't seem to be concerned. And then they said, well, you know that there will be a lot of people that slip through the cracks. Yeah, we know that. I was like, are you kidding me? 
I mean, to me, this is an outrageous, outrageous situation for people who should care about our borders. And he's spending so much time talking about, you know, the world, talking about this. And listen, I'm a big believer that we should be protecting Ukraine and helping Ukraine. So I think that that's important. But the fact that he has yet to visit the border, I mean, that to me is astounding to this point. And even on, you know, Monday when it was supposed to get lifted technically, you know, Title 42, he's in Asia. I mean, he's not talking about the border. He's not visiting the border. His borders are Kamala Harris, who we're going to talk about later on in the show. She basically has did it all like a like a quick pit stop at the border, remember, many months ago. And then every time they asked her about it, she was laughing, thought there was something funny about it. To me, there is nothing funny about the situation at the border now. And I am really concerned. And these are just the numbers we know about. I mean, that's the thing that's astounding. Let's go to um, let's go to Michael. Uh, Virginia Beach, line six. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, yeah, thank you uh, so much here. And uh, congratulations uh, to you for uh, letting Jimmy uh, from Brooklyn talk so long. I like that guy, even if he doesn't like me. Uh, let me uh, uh, talk about uh, what you now, why, why, saying- why doesn't he like you, Michael? First of all, what, 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 what's going on with you and Jimmy? He's a good guy. Well, and you are, well, too. Well, we're, we're very close, but, uh, but, but my honors from the FBI were much higher than his, so uh, so he doesn't like me for that reason. Anyway, uh, let me uh, just say this about uh, what you keep saying, and I hope you will stop saying it. You keep saying that uh, Biden's policies are insane. Uh, the problem is they are not his policies alone. He has a cabinet. It consists of a vice president and 15 other department heads. Okay, so here, wait, 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 hang on, Michael. So now I will say Biden and his cabinet are insane. How's that? Is that is that a better correction for you? That's that's great. But let's list their names. Let's uh, put up uh, wanted uh, uh, wanted uh, for uh, prosecution signs all over the country with their faces on it, so that we know that they are deliberately and um, deceitfully carrying out an insane policy. Once we have them under arrest, we will be able to find out what their true motivation is. Now, let let me ask you, Michael, what do you think? And by the way, interestingly, since we're we're talking about insanity, uh, isn't it the definition of insanity to make the same mistake over and over again, which is what they're doing on the border there, Michael? Well, no, no, no. That, they're, they're, they're not the, the ones that's doing the same mistake over and over. The Protestant majority that founded this republic, they're the ones that are doing the same stupid thing over and over in Lynchburg, Virginia, following that idiot out there into the uh, the Trump camp. So, uh, wait, 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 Michael, how did you go from that? Everything with you is like anti-Trump. What, what, why are you, quite frankly, our border was a heck of a lot more secure under President Trump. And the way you're talking, I would have thought you would have said, we need more of those policies back. You, you don't think Trump's policies worked at the border? They were working. Uh, 55 plus years ago, I did a very deep study of J. Edgar Hoover's uh, masters of deceit. Donald Trump's background 
his father's background, his grandfather's background fits the absolute profile that Jenny in Brooklyn should be telling everybody about. Donald Trump is nothing but a dupe for his grandfather, and his grandfather was nothing but a dupe for Bill de Blasio's grandfather, Kaiser Wilhelm. All right, so hang on one second. You've got a lot of stuff in there. Let, let's just first go to the fact we're sticking with the border, Michael, you know, because what I'm hearing now is insanity. Um, and Biden clearly has had a very different policy than President Trump. He had remained in Mexico, President Trump. He started the wall. Um, the numbers were clearly down. And you just said that you thought that they should be, you know, basically all wanted for prosecution for keeping the borders open. President Trump rode on border security and the border was a heck of a lot more secure. But you don't seem to even want to give him credit. You are talking in big, big circles. But I always love your call, Michael. And we're going to continue with your calls, everybody. What do you think of Michael, who uh, is, uh, what is that? Was it a Clinton? The definition of is is. He's doing the definition of insanity is. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the situation at the border now with word in the last few hours that a judge has intervened to keep Title 42 that health asylum provision in place at the border. The Biden administration wanted to lift it and a judge said, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. This is a major security issue. And especially if you talk to anybody who's been at the border, like this rancher, he says things are going to get even worse if Title 42 gets lifted. It's going to get wild here. We don't stop immigration right now. And then by lifting that, it'll get worse. And let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Carlos on line two in Arizona. Go ahead, Carlos. Hello, Rita. I've called a show before. I'm from New York and been doing some government detail here at the southwest border. I was in Texas the other day. Now I'm in Arizona. By the way, and Carlos, I just want to say bravo to you because I know that you're helping there with the situation in law enforcement. I love you and we appreciate you. So thank you, too, for calling in, Carlos. Go ahead. Yes, the reason why we have Title 42 is because Merrick Garland has expanded the definition of asylum so much. Asylum used to be for political dissidents and persecuted religious minorities and ethnic groups. But by including in October of last year domestic abuse victims and people who fear gang violence, just under that definition, 33 million Mexican women qualify for asylum. So asylum has become like a joke. Even the Border Patrol people, the Border Patrol agents, most of them Hispanic, hardworking people, say it. When you control the language, you control the minds of people. When you tell that these people, when you tell the police these people are non-citizens, migrants, instead of calling them illegal immigrants, then you control the narrative in the media. But asylum... We need Title 42, and we need to enforce the law and bring back asylum to its original definition. 
because we cannot take on over half of the planet. Just the other day, we had like 10 people from Georgia, the country next to Russia, show up in El Paso. Now El Paso has thousands and thousands of people that need to be processed. So the Border Patrol is stuck in there. Wow. And that means that sectors in New Mexico and other parts do not have enough officers to conduct checkpoints just because everything's coming through El Paso through Eagle Pass and many other places. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for calling in, and you stay safe. I always love your calls. And, boy, those are some stunning numbers. You were just saying 33 million. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for the call. Give us a call soon, Carlos. We'll be more after the break. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well... As if it couldn't go any lower, President Biden's approval ratings dropping like a lead weight. You are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. And his new approval numbers coming from the Associated Press. This is not like some, you know, right wing media outlet. So they can't say it's fake media, fake news. Uh, it is 39% approval rating from the AP, 60% disapprove. It's not on one particular issue. It is overall. But if you listen to President Biden, who has done a couple rounds on the late night talk shows, he thinks it's just one big laughing matter. Take a listen. How, how much do you pay attention to approval ratings? Well, not anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I would pay attention in the mid-60s. I don't pay attention. Well, Americans are paying big attention. Right now, gas average is four fifty nine a gallon, everybody. You know, you see it when you go to the gas pump. They're expecting maybe an average of $6 a gallon average across the country. Some people are predicting $10 a gallon. Things are so bad. That people right now planning, it's getting, the weather's getting nice, you want to get out, you want to enjoy it. And guess what? People are canceling a lot of their driving trips. And they're also talking about rationing because they're worried about the price of gas and also baby formula. I mean, there's so many of these issues. There was like almost a brawl. And I think it was a Walmart because some woman went and got a whole bunch of baby formula and another woman's like, wait, 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 what are you doing? It's like this hoarding thing. Like it's because it's like almost like a diamond, you know, when you find baby formula. I mean, this is like a third world country. So take a listen. This is Senator John Barrasso, Republican, who feels that this president's policies have led us really into the toilet. And so much of this is also related to energy. And you have the president of the United States now going to the dictators in Venezuela 
to say, hey, let's go right. to you to get energy. You know, not, don't get it out of the ground here in the United States. Oh, no. Turn to a, to a dictator, which is wrong on so many levels. One is he's a dictator. Yeah. Two is the amount of energy you're going to get isn't going to make a dent in the high prices that people are suffering. And number three is Venezuela has the worst environmental standards in the world. So for a president who seems to be and claims to be so beholden to the environmental interests, in no way is that what we're getting out of Venezuela. So this president is wrong on absolutely everything, whether it's the border, whether it's the energy, whether it's the economy, whether it's coddling the dictators. We have a president Mm. who really is not leading... He is not leading, that's for sure. And things are so bad. Hispanic voters are also really frustrated with this president. In this new poll, there's only a very few amount of groups that really are supporting this president. And Hispanics are saying, you know what? They like the GOP policies better. Take a listen. Democrats have taken the Hispanic vote for granted for so many years, have banked on Hispanics going out and voting for them. And when we began to see those numbers not shift the way that it was they were supposed to shift for the Democrats, we saw an opportunity. And now many Democrats are saying, guess what? They're going to vote Republican this November, some of them for the first time, because they are just so fed up. And they feel like they, even those who came through the southern border, said they did it the right way. They did, you know, they went through tests, they did this, they did that, you know, or they came in, they did the green, all these things, all these layers. And they're seeing suddenly this enormous violation of what's happening at the southern border right now. And they resent it. They resent people that are getting in here for free and basically getting a free pass into this country when they had to do hard work to become an American citizen. And they love this country. They appreciate it. And they feel like it's just been cheapened by this administration. And if you listen to a lot of people at the border, they agree. Take a listen. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who says if Title 42 is lifted and right now a judge in the last few hours has said he's going to keep it in place at least short term. But if it's lifted, boy, things are going to be catastrophic at the border. They don't care what we have to do, Dana. They don't care that America is being overrun and Texas is being overrun. They don't care that fentanyl is coming in at all-time record high and killing Americans. They don't care that the criminals are crossing the border and MS-13 gang members are crossing the border. They just don't care because it's not their plan. Their plan is to bring in millions of people into this country illegally that they can give them a green card, citizenship, and turn them into voters so they can control the country. With people who come here... Uh, Dana, who are not educated, you, you put them in our schools, they're two or three grade levels behind, and then they drop out. Uh, where, do they, where do they go? What do they do, Dana? You know, the president never answers this question. I'd love to see this new press secretary answer a simple question from Fox. Where do they go? What do they do? They just disappear into the country. And, Dana, this must stop. It is a huge issue. Let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Karen in Rockland County. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Rita. How are you? I'm good, and I am happy that Title 42 is staying in place, at least for now. Thank God there is a judge with a brain. Didn't make it, why didn't they make it a permanent uh, vote? Instead of just temporary. Well, I think they just wanted to quickly stop it, right? And and at least stop the process of it getting lifted. And then they want to sort of hear from both sides. So, and and now there will be hearings. 
the there's probably going to be. I bet you there will be for sure. I would imagine they'll that this administration is going to appeal it. They're you know they're going to not want to admit that it was insanity, um, despite what Michael at Virginia Beach says. Um, that uh, that basically it was the right move to make sure it stays in place. But I think they're going to keep appealing it. They're going to keep trying to fight it. And I think that uh, you're right. I actually, I agree with you. I think it should stay in place. But the problem is it was put in there as a health provision. So when there has to be sort of some sort of health restriction, but I contend, Karen, they're sitting there asking for big bucks from Capitol Hill right now. They're asking for COVID relief money. They're asking for funds in terms of making sure that there's, you know, COVID protections in schools and in public transit. There's all these things that they're still asking for. So there's clearly some COVID. So why don't they say, okay, then there's some COVID at the border? They seem to think that there's a miracle cure on the border. And I contend people sleeping under bridges and unfortunately going through really difficult situations to get here. I think that they probably, some of them at least have COVID. Don't you think, Karen? Right. I mean, I just heard on the Mark Levin show that uh, the government, they have misplaced $133 billion of COVID money. And they want to go and get more money for COVID. They don't even know what happened with $133 billion. No, you're absolutely right. And they want more. And then they won't ask for any for the border. Isn't that insane? Yet at the border... They are trying to lift Title 42, saying there's no health issue. Like, for some reason, they want the border, they think the border is like, you know, crystal clean. But everywhere else, there's a problem and they need money for everywhere else in America. I mean, I contend the first place you want to make sure that you have health and security is at the border. That's the first place. If you're going to ask for money, that's where it should be going first. Isn't that, that that to me is so transparent of what they're trying to do, Karen. This uh, this uh, homeland security guy. I mean, he keeps talking that he doesn't know where that forty, where those forty two terrorists went for, to. I have a very ugly thought that they have a plan to use them somehow in this country, and I hope to God that doesn't happen. I hope you are correct. I hope they do not do that, and I hope um, let's hope that uh, somehow we're keeping an eye on them some way. But it doesn't sound like it, and that's really frightening. And you hit a great point because. You know, right now where there are so many terror threats, they were saying that people coming in from about 150 countries are crossing our border. So, I mean, uh, you know, how are you going to keep track? You're not checking their criminal records. You're not checking their health records. You're not monitoring them. I mean, this to me is so catastrophic in terms of our national security. And sadly, it only takes one person wishing to do us harm uh, that could actually cause, you know, something catastrophic. Um and there seems to be a lot of people that are unaccounted for, as you so rightfully say, Karen. Thank you very much. Let's go to Russell, line five. Russell, your thoughts. Uh, good evening, Rita. Um, okay, now uh, on uh, COVID kick, the uh, the be- beating uh, upsurge drum for COVID in New York, at the same time, they're flying in illegal aliens in the middle of the night. And I have to wonder if these illegal aliens are bringing the COVID back to New York. That's an interesting point because you're right. We're seeing these numbers go up in so many areas of New York. And on the other hand, they're flying in these people in the middle of the night, busing them in in the middle of the night. Yeah, we don't know what they have. They haven't been checked. They haven't been vetted. 
it certainly doesn't help the situation, at least for sure. We don't know if they have COVID, but it certainly doesn't help when you have people who are unchecked coming from, you know, very difficult conditions across. Uh, and, and the you know what I think, too, also, I think about the hypocrisy of it also, Russell, that at the time where we're so worried about what's going on here, um, and that's important, obviously, and then at the same time, they're still flying in these flights. It wasn't that long ago that they had a flight that went into Westchester County Airport. Remember, Rob Astorino was uh, was talking about it. And I remember he came on and then there were other ones that happened, you know, a couple months ago. But they haven't stopped them. I mean, that that to me is the height of hypocrisy. Don't you think, Russell? Yes. Uh, unvaccinated, uh, untested uh, illegal immigrants being released into the community. Yeah. Uh, are they trying to create a new surge of COVID to affect the election? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Right. I mean, I mean, it defies logic that they would allow that at a time like this. It, you hit you hit it on the head because it is really suspect as to why they are doing all this. Russell, thank you. Let's go to line eight. Stan in Yonkers. Go ahead, Stan. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Rita, this is going to be a national security crisis if Title 42 is lifted. I'm telling you that that moron in the White House, he, I heard before he was laughing and when he's making a rounds on the various TV shows, he's laughing at the American people. They better wake up. This guy's dangerous. They should be sending letters and demanding that he resign right now before it's too late. It is really catastrophic because to have people unchecked in this country, not just health-wise, but criminal records, you're right. It's like decades to come. I mean, they get in the country and then what? Is someone going to, you know, six months from now, six years from now? Um, how do you keep track of it? You know, uh, you, you know, it's you can't undo it. Once they're here, they're here. You know, maybe you get some of them rounded up, but 99.999, they're staying. You know, um, it, that's a really powerful. What do you think of uh, Kamala Harris? She's the one who's in charge of the border, Stan. Yeah, I know. But the point is. He's got to go. He's he's making the call. He's terrible. When I heard him laughing before a few minutes ago, this is bad news. I'm telling you right now, this country is in serious, serious shape. Yeah, it is. And that saddens me because I love this country like you do, too, Stan. I feel it. Uh, Let's go to EJ. Line three. EJ, your thoughts about the border. Oops, we lost EJ. Uh, Let's go to Wilfred. Line two. Go to Wilfred on line two. Wilfred, your thoughts. Thank you. Hello, Rita. Hi, Wilford. What do you think? What do you make of the whole border issue? There's a book they wrote uh, called None Dare Call It a Conspiracy or None Dare Call It Treason. You ever heard of those? Yes, I have. What's your point? Well, they tell, like, what's happening right now, how it happens. Because if you was watching a movie and you saw all this stuff, you'd say, that president ain't for the country. Everything he does is the opposite of what he should do. So do you think he has kind of like some sort of master plan? Wilfred, is that where you're going with all this? Yes, I think you got to remember, ever since America was created, the blue bloods, rich, rich people wanted to get rid of America because America gave you that freedom. So now they're getting it with, once they came out with that PC, Right. Make people start changing. Now they came out with hate crimes. And, you know, that's unconstitutional because hate crimes is a backward way to keep you from, you know, speaking about something different. 
Right. Although we certainly saw a hate crime in Buffalo, Wilfred. I mean, boy, that was just a horrible, horrible case. Wilfred, thank you, though. Very interesting. Uh, let's go to Joe real quick. Joe, line three, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Good to talk to you again. You too. Listen, you too. I, just, I listen to you every night and I love your show. Thank you. Uh, I've been just doing my thing, and I can tell you I've been driving a lot of people uh, out to Lancaster and Bethlehem. The buses are are now taking people out to Pennsylvania from the airport. It's a common thing. You've know, you know I, I've talked to you several times about this. Yeah, and in fact, you are a driver, right? You're like an Uber driver, right? Exactly. All right. Okay. So now what yeah. have you seen lately, Joe? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I drove uh, uh, two guys out there. Of course, nobody spoke English and everything, and they're they're coming in. That's you know, I have I, I've taken pictures, but I don't even get involved in it. You know what I mean? It's a joke. Now, how recently did you pick them up, and who guides you? Who says okay, this person's going here? Who's sort of or- who's who's organizing this, Joe? But Jesus, I think the I think the people are smart enough to organize it themselves. They got. To- in Mexico and Uber in those countries, they just uh, log on and, and ask for a ride. Wow. I and mean, that's all it is. And when was the most recent one? When did you do that pickup in Lancaster? How long ago was that, Joe? The, the drop-off in Lancaster was uh, two weeks ago, and I, d- I did a Bethlehem the other day. And do they know where they're going, or they just kind of say, hey, pull no. over here? No, nobody knows where they're going. We're, st- we're looking for addresses. When we get there. And is there someone meeting them or do they have like a like a uh, chaperone or like a, someone no, who's vouching the, you for know them? What? Uh, one, was, one of them was like to a church area, like a school type of thing. It had some Iglesias thing on sign up. But, uh, you know, nothing else I could tell you about that. I mean, I think it's NGOs, you know, to be very honest with you, that are helping the people out, you know. No, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. Wow. Very interesting. Joe, thank you very much for the call. Always appreciate hearing from you. Great call, Joe. Thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. We're talking about border security. Joe just saying he's an Uber driver, and he just picked up a few in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, two weeks ago. Didn't know where they were going, couldn't speak English. And it sounds like this is happening over and over and over again. And our administration thinks that they deserve to be reelected, and the Democrats think that they will retain House and Senate in November. Wait till you hear what Nancy Pelosi had to say about that. We're going to talk about all that after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And 1.3 million encounters since October 1st. That's not that long of a time. Isn't that stunning? That's how many encounters that our border agents have had with illegal immigrants crossing the border. Those are just the ones they know about, not the gotaways. And many are cartel-related, carrying the toxic drug fentanyl. Take a listen. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. It doesn't resonate because, look, they know it. This is not negligence. Uh, this is purposeful. When, when you have a problem this big that is ignored this long, I'm talking about all of these problems, but particularly on the border, then you can only come to one conclusion. You know what's going on and you're okay with it because the ends 
justify the means. If people die in this country because of fentanyl, this is harsh to say. The president obviously doesn't care because he's not doing anything about it. If crime is increasing in all of our cities, he obviously doesn't care because he's not doing anything about it. He's not doing anything about anything. The squad, the left, the socialists have taken over the Democrat Party and shame on the Democrats. You know, I used to say they were their, you know, our opponents, but the Democrats have become an enemy of everything our country stands for. Wow, that is a very strong claim. But when you look at some of the numbers and you look at the way they're handling inflation, the way that they have moved us away from energy independence, now we're paying skyrocketing gas prices. People are talking about rationing gas and rationing baby formula, inflation. We were just talking at the break about your 401k. If you've got money in the stock market, you've got whiplash. It's like up and down, and it was the biggest number of uh, basically plummeting of down numbers in 90 years, eight weeks straight of drop numbers on the stock market. I mean, that is stunning. And then let's throw in the border. Let's go to EJ, line five. Your thoughts, EJ? Yes, ma'am. Good evening. Um, the uh, It's a good day in court for the United States, if only temporarily. Um, got a question. Uh, why could uh, President Pinhead, why why go to the southern border and then go to Korea? Why did he have to go right to Korea? You know, you're absolutely right. And how ironic that he was in Korea when this came down. He knew that this Title 42 was planning to be lifted on Monday. And he's in Asia. It just shows how little attention and little care he goes to the border. And by the way, you hit up a great point, EJ, because it's only temporary. Right now, the judge has temporarily stopped it. But who knows where it goes? We don't know, EJ. You're right. It could actually, you know, get changed around and it could even be before Monday. Who knows? I bet they're going to appeal. And to what we just heard from Dan Patrick, it's like all these policies, they don't make sense for an American president. That's his role, first and foremost, is to protect the homeland. And yet we've got an American president doing that. No wonder his approval ratings are right now 39%, the worst in his presidency. We're going to talk about this after the break. And Bill de Blasio, he's back. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story from San Antonio, Texas. I love San Antonio, by the way. Uh, World War II Korean and Vietnam veterans honored with a trip of a lifetime. Twenty Texas veterans were sent to Washington, D.C. aboard an honor flight. The sounds of bagpipes filled the terminals at the San Antonio International Airport this week when 20 of our country's finest and bravest were packed and ready to fly out their destination, Washington, D.C. The group was made up of World War II, Korean, and Vietnam veterans who visited the nation's capital, some of them for the very first time. The heroes will have the opportunity to visit memorials designated to them, and they say they look forward to going there and also to the Vietnam Wall and seeing other walls, too, although it is a very special trip. Uh, it's not all joy and excitement. The heroes remember friends who were killed in action. 
And despite the different generations, the different wars, their experiences all fill one flight. They fulfilled their call of duty, and the veterans still have an unwavering amount of honor, courage, and commitment. By the way, the oldest veteran on that flight is 97 years old. The youngest is 72 years old, and among the group, there are five Purple Heart recipients. How beautiful that they got a trip to Washington, D.C., and also felt appreciated, most importantly, for their service. Well, we're talking about just the fact that the borders are not secure. Our stock market doesn't seem very secure. Inflation is skyrocketing. Crime is just all over the place. There was a huge issue with downtown uh, violence in Chicago over the weekend. Nine people were shot too fatally near a fast food restaurant. So many different cases happening all over the country. Numbers skyrocketing. There's been over 200 mass shootings since the beginning of this year. That is a stunning number. Four or more people shot, including, of course, that horrible case in Buffalo. And yet this administration seems to think that everything's going great. And he's now over in Asia. Take a listen. This is Robert Charles, former naval intelligence officer, describing what he thinks is a dereliction of duty of this president. A president of the United States ought to be thinking first and foremost, I don't care how you phrase it, first and foremost about the people of the United States of America. That is who uh, he's elected to represent and to protect. And right now, you've got a gasoline headed for 6 $7 a gallon, You've got, uh, which is not a function of Russia, your earlier clip. That is not a function of Russia. That is a function of overspending and shutting down the energy sector. Uh, and who did that? Uh, the Democrats did that. And yet, this is the icing on the cake, guys. you got to hear this. Nancy Pelosi is in a press conference on Capitol Hill yesterday, and she's asked, don't you, you know, feel a lot of concern? You know, Americans are hurting. They're spending, they estimated like $5,000 this year is what it's estimated on gas alone. I mean, that's an enormous amount. That's the average amount that they believe for a family. I mean, that that's a stunning amount for any American family. That is outrageous. Aren't you worried about that? Aren't you worried about the border? Aren't you worried about, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, she thinks that they're going to keep the House of Representatives, that it will stay in Democratic hands because she believes they're doing a great job. Take a listen to what I think is delusional Democrats. I have no, absolutely no intention of the Democrats not uh, winning the House in November. I think that in terms of our, uh, our the work that this president has done, and he's been a great president, I don't know about polls, but I do know about winning the races one district at a time. So she thinks they're going to win one district at a time. And in the middle of all this, as we are just dealing with so many crises, especially the fact that we're no longer energy independent, you would think that this administration would say, gosh, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we need to do something different because it's just killing people at the pump. And instead, Kamala Harris doubled down this week. She basically said, you know what? The solution to all of this 
is to make sure that school buses go electric. I'm sure that that's exactly what all of you are thinking right now, where there's so many issues, so many crises happening around this country. And the first thing on your mind is that a school bus should be electric. That is like the last thing we should be thinking about right now. But it's the first thing that our vice president thinks basically is a priority. Listen to her. Now, I've spoken to a number of drivers, for example, who have recently switched to electric buses, and they stressed the importance of a quiet engine, which is much bigger than just you can have a conversation and hear each other. It helps the drivers hear the road, which, of course, helps keep our children safer. All right. So if things were not bad enough, guess who's coming back? Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio announced today that he is running for Congress. This is the guy who drove New York City into the ground, escalating crime rates. The police hated them, hated him. Remember, they kept like turning their back on him at all the different funerals. Uh, is there anybody out there who thinks that he's the first person you want right now at a time like this? He's the guy who set up those, you know, you know, injection sites, remember, for heroin and all those other things across New York. He's the one who kind of basically let the homeless do whatever they wanted to do. He's the one who didn't care about broken windows. And boy, right now, where the city and other big cities across the country are falling apart, that's exactly what we need. Let's have somebody like Bill de Blasio just make it a whole heck of a lot worse. But here is him announcing he is running for Congress in New York. The poll shows people are hurting. Uh, they need help. They need help fast. And they need leaders who can actually get them help now and know how to do it. I do know how to do it from years of serving the people of this city. And so today I'm declaring my candidacy for Congress in the 10th Congressional District of New York. So is there anybody out there who thinks, gosh, that's exactly what we need when we've got escalating homeless, we've got escalating crime, we got so many problems. The solution is Superman Bill de Blasio. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Norm on line one. Norm, um, what do you make oh, of yeah. Bill de Blasio? Isn't that stunning? Oh, we need Bill de Blasio. Oh, my God. That's, that's exactly what we need. I mean, I, every night I think, my God, we need him. No, we don't need to build de Blasio. Yeah, so, isn't, uh, by, by the way, isn't that like the like when I heard it, I thought right now that's like the last person we want right now right. with all the problems that we're having in major cities mm-hmm. across America, including, of course, in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think about all the issues we're having and we're going to bring back someone like that who just seemed completely aloof, um, you know, drove the city mm-hmm. into the ground, and he's the mm-hmm. guy who's going to fix it. That, to me, is it's oh, like yeah. a joke. I actually thought it was like a joke at first. I thought, gosh, you know, God, uh, this is really – it's not uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't, we don't need that New England uh, grifter coming back. Um, why do you think yeah, – let will... me ask you, Norm. Why do you think he sure. feels like – he can come back. I mean, what's interesting, you know, but 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 more than that, um, Norm, when you hear it, he seems to think he has a shot. Obviously, he's probably done maybe some polling. I don't know. You know, I'd be curious to answer that poll. Um, but then also you got Nancy Pelosi, couple that with Nancy Pelosi, 
who thinks that the Democrats are going to keep the House. Um, where are these people coming from? What are they seeing that I think you and I aren't seeing? Well, look, concerning Pelosi and the keeping of the House, uh, I, I'm not taking that off the table because, I mean, I, I was just thinking, you know, Joseph Stalin, <laughs> not my favorite person. Joseph Stalin said the strongest person in an election is not the voter. It is the ones who control the election. Wait, did so, you just equate uh, Nancy Pelosi to Stalin? <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things to equate there. They they both have a lot of hair. So anyway, um, I don't know. I, look, I think I think the Dems are going to – I mean, your other callers have said they're going to they're gonna call the COVID, Legionnaire's disease. Monkeypox, war, anything that's going to come to their mind says increasing to get those mail-in votes and cheat, cheat. But you know, I, look, I, I hope I'm. I hope that's not true. But uh, uh, after 2020, I'm quite pessimistic. Well, so, yeah, well um, and you know what's interesting, Norm? They seem awfully confident. I mean, that's what's weird. Unless it's just you know politics, where you don't want to admit, you don't want to necessarily come out and say, hey, you know, I think we're not going to win. Um, but for even like a, you know, de Blasio to say, gosh, I'm going to run in this, you know, in, uh, in this district, in the Jerry Nadler district, you know, um, boy, you know, that's a good thing. I'm ready to come back. I'm the guy. And then Nancy Pelosi, like, don't you think you need to accomplish something that voters are going to feel inspired to vote for? Like, who would say, gosh, we need more of the same? I mean, do you have any friends out there, Norm, Democratic friends that say, gosh, this is so great what we're going through. I love skyrocketing inflation. I love skyrocketing, you know, gas prices. I really want more of the same. Is there anybody out there who's begging for that that you know of? Yeah, well, I do have a friend who I'm trying to turn on to your show, but he thinks you're far too right wing because he's a lib. Um, and he lives in California. And, and Tell um, him to call yeah, no, in. They, they, Norm, tell him. I love to hear from everybody. Tell him to call I in. I tell him to. I tell him to. But he doesn't have guts. But my 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 point is, is that um no they 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 don't they don't think the way we do we we think very systemically very um uh, what's the word uh, logically and they don't think logically you know they think with emotion you know they they think they think with emotion they don't base things on facts and uh yeah i mean no they don't think like way we do they they think uh Hey, it's great. Bill de Blasio is coming back. He's so progressive. He'll fight for equity and social justice. You know, these keywords, social justice and equity and protecting women's reproductive rights. And, you know, never mind that he'll steal a billion dollars and, you know. Or or what was it? What was the thing that came out this week from the person at uh, Health and uh, Human Services where she came out and said that men can have children? Remember that men can get pregnant. Um, sure. but, but like that's exactly what we're thinking of right now um, at a sure. time. Magical the, we're, thinking. Right. Well, we're in crises. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like they're so focused on that mm-hmm. type of an issue and people are just trying to make ends meet. Uh, they are just to me, I think, in like complete la la land. Norm, thank you. Always great. And tell your friend to call in. Tell him to stop being a chicken. I want to hear from him. Let's go to John on line two. Go ahead, John. Your thoughts. Uh, Rita. I like your show. I'm an ex-Marine. This Biden... Hey, wait, wait, by the way, and, and John, I just want to say thank you because I love the Marines. So thank you for your service. 
Okay, let me explain. There were 13 Marines that were killed, young kids, in Afghanistan. That's right, unfortunately. Illegal immigrants come in when he, he should have been helping those Marines. He caused the debt of those Marines for his policy. And, well, and his and, and the way he pulled out, and in fact, you know, it's interesting, John, a lot of people, I thought it was horrible the way that he pulled out of Afghanistan. I think he misled the public saying, remember, oh, we're not going to see uh, people lifted from rooftops. Uh, the Taliban's not going to take over right away. And sure enough, he was wrong on every single front. And then he kind of lied about it. Remember, like, oh, no, I never was told, you know. Uh, to uh, you know, nobody told me that you know uh, evacuating Bagram would be an issue, and sure enough, they did. I mean, there were just so many issues there, but hit the polls right away. Um, exactly what you're saying, because so many people were so disgusted with those images. First off, of course, about you know 13 of our precious military men and women, and were heartbroken about that. And I I agree with you. I didn't have to happen that way. Um, and I also. The images of everybody chasing after the plane. You know, remember all the guy, everybody chasing after the plane right after Afghanistan. Everybody, you know, his polls just tanked because people thought, gosh, this is scary. We have somebody who just clearly doesn't understand um, protecting America, doesn't understand, um, you know, terrorism. You know, that he would hand the keys basically over to the Taliban of the Bagram jail, that he would leave you know, billions of dollar worth of equipment over there, you know, for the Taliban to take over. I mean, there's still I think there's still something so fishy about that, John. You know, why would you leave all that material over there and basically just hand it over to them and say, hey, no problem. See ya. I mean, there there are so many issues going on there. And you're right. Um, a lot of people were completely disenchanted like you and like me. After that happened, um, and to me, it said a lot about his leadership. And he also left Americans behind, Americans and allies. And he said he would not do that. Um, go ahead, John. Finish your thoughts. Uh, a lot of these politicians, especially the Democrats and this McConnell, he's on the Chinese payroll. A lot of them are getting paid from the, the communist Chinese. That's why they're against Trump. Uh, McConnell got $25 million from uh, his wife's uh, father-in-law, who's a communist Chinese guy. And uh, a lot of these Democrats are on the Chinese payroll. Well, and and by the way, I remember seeing those reports. I don't know if that was completely accurate, but there have been a lot of questions about that. But I don't know if that was actually – that part of it was actually – Completely no, accurate, but but the, but there are Bill some there, there are cozy says it's true. Well, there and and maybe it is true. I don't know. I'm just telling you. I also remember people saying, well, they weren't sure about that if it was true. But I can tell you that there are a lot of people cozying up with the Chinese. And why have we yet to go after? That's another thing. Biden never went after China for the virus. Never like he's on the phone with the leader of China, John, and never asks him. Hey, you know, uh, we need to send inspectors in. We need some answers. He, like, gave them a free pass after we know that the virus came from there. Clearly, you know, all the lockdowns and everything was happening there. I mean, he, he totally gave that country a free pass. Can you imagine, John, like if it was Donald Trump um, throughout that whole process after everything sort of settled in? You know he would have said, hey, we're sending inspectors over to Wuhan tomorrow. You know? And, and I mean, this is ridiculous. 
Donald Trump is a real American. I'm an American. These people who are running the government are not Americans. It was the, the white American soldiers that fought the wars in the past 80 years. It wasn't any other minority. So who, who are they kidding? I mean, these, a lot of these politicians and, uh, and uh, Democrats and Republicans are on the Chinese payroll. A lot of them are living in China. They have about 200,000 Americans, and they're, they're living off the, the Chinese money there that comes into this country. And all the Chinese that are coming into New York are buying houses millions of dollars when they only earn like 5 $8 an hour. So the Chinese government is backing them up with the bank loans. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. You're right. They, like, own so much American real estate in so many of the major cities. And you have to wonder what's going on. And, in fact, as President Biden is now in Asia, there's word that they're doing some military exercises, China and the South China Sea. You know, so they're doing some saber rattling. It looks like North Korea is doing some saber rattling. There's And what are they doing with Russia, too? You know, they weren't coming out and condemning Russia going into Ukraine. I mean, they clearly, uh, you know, are uh, not our friend. Put it that way. That's a nice way to say it. John, great points. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. What do you attribute the fact that Biden's poll numbers are in the tank? His lowest rating, 39%. John was just saying, of course, the way it was handled in Afghanistan, that withdrawal, that deadly withdrawal, uh, that absolutely affected. I think people were like, this is scary. And now he's over, by the way. Did you hear this? He's over in uh, South Korea, and he had the wrong name of the leader. He used the name of the prior leader as opposed to the current leader, and then he corrected himself. I mean, that's really a great way to get off the right foot. We're going to take your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's The Rita Cosby Show. You can't go wrong with a little bit of MJ on a Friday night. I love Michael Jackson. By the way, I knew Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. He, I had a lot of fun. I went to Neverland one time. I'm going to have to share some of my details about that sometime here on the show. It was a very, very cool experience and an unforgettable one at that. But one thing that is definitely forgettable is the way that President Biden so far, I think, has dug this country into the ground on so many levels. We were just talking about the withdrawal of Afghanistan the issues with China, and now he's over in Asia, and let's see what he does. And he just seems to be all over the place. It seems to be rudderless, and boy, our economy is in free fall, our borders in free fall. Thank goodness a judge stepped in, as we've been talking about tonight. But there's a lot of problems out there, and it doesn't feel like this president has a clue. Let's go to Steve on line one. Steve, do you have any confidence that this president's going to be able to turn the economy around? Absolutely have confidence because um, when you stop an economy like what happened during COVID-19 and you try to start it up again, there are so many um, pieces of machinery that flow through the economy, like 
like um, getting things to store shelves and um, manufacturing stopped and restarted again. I mean, all of this is pandemic related. You just can't snap your finger and restart an economy. I want to tell you a little story. Wait, hang Uh, on one second. I want to ask you something first, Steve. Do you believe that he's done a good job? Deal. And listen, the pandemic absolutely has created some issues, but he also stopped energy independence. And now we're like begging for gas. I mean, that was that was a policy. That wasn't pandemic. You understand that, right, Steve? Because on his first day in office, he killed the Keystone Pipeline. That was his choice. You know, you, you do realize the Keystone Pipeline does not carry the type of crude that we use for automobile gasoline. You do realize that. Yeah, and you do realize that that sends a message to anybody who wants to be in the oil and gas industry that we don't care about you. That's how they feel. They've come out publicly. I mean, you, you look at the interviews all over the place. They absolutely feel that this president is anti-gas, anti-oil, you know, gas drilling in this country. I mean, it's very clear. He's he's made no bones about it. He would even say that himself. He's on tape saying, you know, fossil fuels are going to be done when I become president. And sure enough, within hours, he sent that message. I mean, that you you know, you you seem to be sort of making excuses for some things that absolutely were in his control. I do think, listen, it was hard with the pandemic. But boy, he made things so much worse. And his policies, I believe, are absolutely to blame. No wonder he's got 39% approval rating. I want to know who are the 39 that approve of this? Wow.